0: Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. The good news is we serve an all-powerful God. (laughs) Who holds all things together and who works things for good. He alone is king over culture over any age and he is king of all kingdoms of any era now in john chapter 18 verses 28 through 39 we're going to get to that a minute we're going to see yet another massive struggle of two kingdoms we see the struggle between the kingdom of god and in this case the kingdom of rome as the teachings of Jesus and His miraculous healings and His miracles are just stirring up the Jewish leadership. And they are just, I mean, they're just gnawing at the bit. They're foaming at the mouth. They've had it with Jesus. Now catch what's going on at this time. It's one of the high times of the Jewish festivals. Everybody is coming in. The place is packed. It's kind of like, Let's say the great festival here in the Lodi area and then times it by 20. Everybody is everywhere. There's no place to sleep. People are sleeping out in the courtyards. There is just packed. And if you're the Romans, you don't have enough people to handle a riot. This is what the atmosphere is. And the Jewish leaders know they have the upper hand on Rome, at least in this little moment. So the passage begins with Jesus, well, getting arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then Jesus is first taken to the Jewish leaders, and they kind of, you know, do the tennis thing, we'll send them over here, no, no, send them over here, and this is all being done in the middle of the night. By the way, it's illegal to do a middle of the night courtroom where there's no witnesses and the public is not allowed to be aware of it. This is all corrupt. And then from there, they finally have had enough. They can't get anything done. So they take him over to the governor, some guy named Pilate. And they they give it to him. And yet what they do is they really, really, I mean, what a corrupt thing to do. They set him up. They said, listen, we can't kill him. He goes, you guys say, we can't do it because we can't, we're not allowed to keep, you guys are in control. Only you can bring execution to a criminal. So they force it on Pilate. So everything is tense. So let's look at, at what happens in John chapter 18. Jesus's trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. John wants us to know the time of day. That's not accidental. He wants us to know this is a violation of law. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers didn't go inside because it would defile them because it's a Jewish feast. They can't go into a pagan place. And they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and ask what is your charge against this man we wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal just catch this little gaslighting bit he asked a very specific question expecting a very specific response what did he do what's his crime that he's committed did you hear how they answered well we wouldn't have brought him to you if he hadn't been a criminal. Did you answer the question or not? Sounds like modern-day politicians. Speak for an hour and say nothing. Verse 31, then take him away and judge him by your own law. Pilate's like, get this out of here. Now, here's how they get going. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, so now they got his ears. This is a capital offense. He's got that much. They didn't say what the capital offense was. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. This fulfilled Jewish prediction about the way he would die. 33. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. And Jesus replied, Is this your question? Or did others tell you about me? That's powerful. Quickly, he can understand that he he realizes Jesus knows what's going on. He's being played. Verse 35. Am I a Jew, Pilate retorted? What's he trying to say? I'm in charge here. Don't play games. I'm not a Jew. I'm the guy who can kill you. Your own people and their leading priest brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? And then Jesus answered. My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. Wow. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, so you are a king. He responded, you say, I'm a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. This is Jesus. All you have, all who love the truth recognize That what I say is true. 38. I love that. Here, Pilate. What is truth? Then he went out again to the people and told them, He is not guilty of any crime. But you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release the king of the Jews? And that's where I'm going to stop. Can you see the struggle between two kingdoms? The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Rome or the popular culture of the day. Pilate knows that he must appease the Jewish leaders. If he doesn't appease them, there could be a riot. And Rome didn't look kindly upon its commanders who didn't maintain peace at all costs. So let me ask a question. How about you? Have you ever been in the middle of a tough decision that only you could make? Do you remember what it was like? I mean, to say yes meant you had to say no to this. And to say no meant you had to say yes to this. Being tough decisions can cause a person to literally feel like you're all alone and you are literally overwhelmed by the whole thing. And you just want to run away. But running away is not an option. It's a decision. Obviously, tough decisions, by definition, are a struggle for us all. That's why it's wise to determine in advance which kingdom do you serve and are you loyalty. It's why we teach our children to live by principles because you don't know what's going to come and face them when they're least expecting it. But if they already know, I don't take somebody else's property I don't steal. I don't take advantage of other people. When they're at the market and they give somebody a 10 and they give you change for a 20, immediately you just give them back the difference. You go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I only gave you a 10. I didn't give you a 20. Here's your money back. Do you see that? When you decide before the situation comes, you already know how to behave. You already know how to think. You already know how to react because your loyalty has already been set in the kingdom of light. But if you sit in the realm of lukewarm, you won't know which way to go. You go off, well, nobody's going to know. This is a God thing. Look at how much they gave me change for a 100. Woo! I'll tithe off of that. Are we hearing this today? You have to set your heart in advance before the trial, before the tribulation comes. If you don't, temptation comes. And you'll bow the knee. Am I the only one? The kingdom of God brings salvation. It brings hope to the people of God. Now the kingdom of Rome or popular culture, on the other hand, represents human power. It represents authority and oppression against everything that is not Roman. Everything that is not for the world. And it's against you. This human kingdom is all about political and military force. It's an oppressive force which determines to maintain complete control over people and its land. That's what Rome represented that day. They controlled everything. They were world conquerors. And they were pretty smart. They would bring in a governor like Pilate and said, Hey, all of these Jewish lands, hey, you're in charge. Let them, I don't care if they serve their Hebrew God. Let them. Just keep the peace and get the taxes keep coming and flowing into Rome. You see that? Then go to another land and they're all pagan. Oh, they can serve their pagan God. Just get the tax! Send it home to Rome. Oppressive. no freedom, no hope, no joy, no love. Just Rome. So the struggle between these two types of kingdom is, is one that's been going on literally for thousands of years. We go back and we think of stories like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They had a pick between two kingdoms and they did. Joseph had a pick between two kingdoms and he did. Esther had a pick between two kingdoms and she did. Moses had a pick. Judas had a pick and oh, did he? And he picked wrong. Paul had a pick. Do you understand? Paul was so brilliant. He was trained by a guy named Gamaliel. He was an incredible prodigy that he was. Now he was, I mean, as a teenager, smarter than all all the Pharisees. This guy was brilliant. You know what kind of wealth and fame he would have had if he continued on that road? He would have been taken care of for the rest of his life and maybe even to the next generation. But he forfeited all of that. Because he had an encounter with Jesus. Someplace on a road to a city called Damascus. God, help us. Where do we stand? Have you asked? Did I really make that choice? I mean, if today, if I had to make a tough choice, would I pick? The kingdom of God. Or do I just kind of don't want to rock the boat so I keep my mouth quiet. I just get through the moment. I don't want my family upset with me. I don't want my friends upset with me. I don't want my neighbors upset with me. I don't want to be called names. I don't want to be counseled. Yet Jesus tells us in Deuteronomy, he says, I set before you life And prosperity, death, and destruction. And later in those verses, he says, Pick! I would rather that you choose life. But how many are compromising? Well, God knows my heart. Well, you better be aware of what you just said. Is God okay with me compromising? Is he okay with you compromising? Man, this one, if you're not getting anything out of this, I sure am. So back to our passage. Things come to a head, and Pilate is faced with making a decision. Will Pilate choose the popular culture of Rome, or will he choose the kingdom of God? Pilate chooses the kingdom of God. And culture of Rome. And he condemns Jesus. By his own words he says he is an innocent man. He's not guilty of any crime. And he has him flogged. And he has him crucified. An innocent man. It's not an act of war. See these decisions of Pilate carry tremendous implications for you and me today. It's a massive reminder that we cannot put our faith in the kingdom of popular culture or even in a nation. Oh, America was incredible at one season in time. Oh, how we love God. Oh, how we used to say God bless America with tears in our eyes. And now, oh, and now. You see, Every kingdom of man will fail us. Jesus is the only one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change just because the era changed. He does not change just because there's new people in leadership. He does not change anything of himself. He's always to be trusted. He doesn't change his mind. You can always trust him so as we close the kingdom of God is one of love it's a one of grace and mercy and self-sacrifice and forgiveness it's a kingdom of justice it's a kingdom of hope it's a kingdom focused on bringing about the good news of salvation and heaven and restoration and may this be the kingdom you and I choose to live in and to live by this is the only kingdom that will bring about true and lasting change in me and in you and in the world. It's not pop culture. It's not social media. It's not the political leaders. It's not our our brightest thinkers. It's it's not our inventors. It's not AI. It's a choice each and every one of us must make. So have you stopped to think about if your worldview matches the kingdom of God or if your world view matches that of the world. Let me close with this scripture in Matthew 6 verse 13. This is the Lord's prayer and and, and this part is in his prayer. And do not lead us into temptation. Don't you know that we face temptation all the time? Have you noticed how the temptation just seems to get? I mean, what they used to do to us back in the day, now they've really upped the ante. It's just more increase, more and more temptation all around us. And we're just settling for it. He says, Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. Who's the kingdom? is. And the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, Lord, I come before you and I thank you for your goodness and your grace. Father, I just pray that each and every one of us would make a decision today to choose the kingdom of God. That we would choose Holy Spirit come. That we would not, Father, Lean into anything but you. And see, Father, your will and your way happen. God, is before us. Who do we choose? The kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness? A popular culture a United States that currently is divided. But with you, all things are possible. So Lord, we pray that all the blood, sweat, and tears that have been shed for this country would find its way back in mighty force to the throne of the King, Jesus King Jesus, bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.